everybody, welcome back to our Acts video series. And uh, today we're going to be reading out of Acts chapter 18. Uh, we just talked uh, this last Sunday about Paul speaking at the Areopagus and talking about the God who made the heavens and the earth. And he's describing to them uh, the unknown God that they had uh, the statue of. He comes and declares that to them in a brilliant way. Uh, meets them where they're at and shares the gospel with them. And today we're jumping into Acts chapter 18. We'll start at verse 1. This is Paul in Corinth. It says, After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. And he found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, recently come from Italy and his wife Priscilla. Because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome, and he went to see them, and because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked, for they were tent makers by trade. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and tried to persuade Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, Paul was occupied with the word, testifying to the Jews that the Christ was Jesus. And when they opposed and reviled him, he shook out his garments and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. And he left there and went to the house of a man named Titius Justus, a worshiper of God. His house was next door to the synagogue. Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed in the Lord and together his entire household. And many of the Corinthians, hearing Paul, believed and were baptized. And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking and do not be silent, for I am with you, and no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many in this city who are my people. And he stayed a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. But when Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews made a united attack on Paul and brought him before the tribunal, saying, This man is persuading people to worship God contrary to the law. But when Paul was about to open his mouth, Gallio said to the Jews, If it were a matter of wrongdoing or vicious crime, O Jews, I would have reason to accept your complaint. But since it is a matter of questions about words and names and your own law, see to it yourselves. I refuse to be a judge of these things. And he drove them from the tribunal. And they seized Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him in front of the tribunal. But Gallio paid no attention to any of this. After this, Paul stayed many days longer and then took leave of the brothers and set sail for Syria. And with him, Priscilla and Aquila. At Centria, he had cut his hair, for he was under a vow. And they came to Ephesus, and he left them there. But he himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay for a longer period, he declined. But on taking leave of them, he said, I will return to you if God wills. And he set sail from Ephesus. When he had landed at Caesarea, he went up and greeted the church and went down to Antioch. After spending some time there, he departed and went from one place to the next through the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. 
Now, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man, competent in the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he wished to cross to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. When he arrived, he greatly helped those who through grace had believed, for he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by the scriptures that the Christ was Jesus. What's interesting in this whole passage, that the, the cent, central message, the central theme of the entire thing, it keeps coming back down to the same thing over and over again. The message never changes. Mm-hmm. And the message is about <clears throat> the Christ being Jesus. Jesus is the Messiah, and they're not wavering on this. There's no, well, you know, it's just that is the message that they're bringing, no matter who they're talking to. That is the message. And uh, I, th- I just think it's a good reminder for us that the central thing we need to jump up and down on over and over and over, regardless of what's happening in our world, the central, most helpful thing that people need, the message that people need is that Jesus is the Messiah. Yeah. It's centered on the gospel. And we see that all throughout Acts. The message never changes. They never adjust it, regardless of what they're facing or who they're talking to. The central message is Jesus is the Messiah. And I love I love how Paul, and this is one of those times where you just really see the humanness of Paul, mm-hmm. where he's like, blood be on your heads. I am done with the Jews, <laughs> which is really funny. And it's not true. He does end up going to synagogues after this, but it sure sounds like he's like, I'm done with all of you guys. Yes. He's like, I'm just going to go to the Gentiles from now on. Yep. And, and, and then he actually kind of sticks for a while in one place. And um, then there's this thing about him taking a vow, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And a really fun thing to kind of do some research around. What would a vow where you shave your head be about? You know, mm-hmm. it's like do a little homework there. We'll leave that little, little homework for you to do. Um, do not be afraid, you know. But then God comes to him and, and tells him to keep going. Mm-hmm. And Don't be silent. <clears throat> keep preaching the good news. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, there's something at the end of this passage I, I just think is so cool. So you, you've got Priscilla and Aquila, uh, and here they are, and they're listening to Apollos, right? And they, they, they're listening to him explain the scriptures, and it says he only knew about the, the, the baptism of John, but he's, he's speaking and teaching in the synagogue and they take him aside and they, they sit him down and, and they just say, hey, we want to explain to you in more detail some of the things that you're talking about. And they sit him down and they're... And he's teachable. He's teachable. Yeah. He's listening. So he's a smart guy. He knows a lot, but he, he's willing to listen to these guys. He's humble. He's teachable. He's willing to listen. He's open to learning. He's open to being corrected. And here are these, these faithful um, two that are just, that they're instructing him and they, they cared enough to take the time to just sit down and say, hey, let's have a conversation about some of the things that you're saying. Yeah. I, I just think it's a beautiful picture of the body 
that we need each other to learn from each other, to help each other, to grow each other. Um, and where, you know, someone might miss it or blow it or what, just have people around you that, that love you and come alongside of you and say, Hey, let's talk, let's talk about this. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm always off somehow. So that's why it's so crucial, I think, to have a, a group of people around you that know you and know Jesus because they can be like, they can be almost like bumper bumpers yes. keeping you straight. You know, they're kind of like the rumble strips on the on the highway where yes. you you know you 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 feel it and you go, oh, okay, I need to recorrect yes. and start going in this direction. Um, frequently, people shift my direction and change my perspective and point me back at Jesus, mm-hmm. and they don't even know that they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and they did it with an attitude. Mm. They did it with a word. They maybe explained something. Like in this case, they actually explained something. And um, recently, I was talking to Myron, and he does this for me all the time because he he's just a he is such a straight road. Mm-hmm. And he'll God will show him something, and he will just say it over and over and over again. <laughs> but he just says the the you know what was he he was talking to me, and he said Jesus is Lord. The Bible's the word of God. My brother is never my enemy. My brother enemy. is never my enemy. Yeah, yeah, so you know it. This yeah. is like his saying. Yeah. And I just thought, ah, oh, I need that. I need that um, re- reminder. You know, it's like, what are the main things? Yes. Let's stay focused on the main things. And yes. it's it's so refreshing, and we all need it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and even, <clears throat> even you know, with Apollos, it, it is about what he is teaching, and it's helping, just helping him have a greater understanding. The... Um, the the other thing too that I, I think as the body of Christ, we need people around us that we've we've given them access not just to our words but to our behavior and how we're living. Yeah. And I think there's there's one of the things that I think we see in the church today is because American culture we're so individualistic that we tend to live very private private lives and we're not accessible to people around us. And and I think that's one of the examples we see in scripture that these people were in each other's lives. They were, they were with each other. They were um, instructing each other. They were helping it. Like it was just, it was a community and it was a new way uh, of, of living. And I, I think one of the dangers in our culture, especially, you know, in Southern religious culture is we can become so isolated with you know, we say the right things, we, you know, behave, at least when we're around people, we behave, but privately, we're actually not exemplifying the ways of God, the ways of Jesus. And I think that's where we need each other to say, hey, when you did this thing, or when you said this thing, man, I just don't think that was Christ-like, or I don't think that aligned with scripture or whatever. And like, be open and inviting that correction and that instruction, because we all need it. Yeah, we and, all need that. In Jewish culture, you see this where it's sort of like let's get the, let's figure this out, and we all do the right thing. Is kind of the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Let's and and then let's basically kill or d- anyone that disagrees. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you see Christian culture is in contrast to that, where they're saying we don't know what we're doing, we're figuring it out because we're following Jesus, and we're all going to have to help each other. Yes. Well, that is really different. Yes. Then, like, what are all the rules? Let's follow them, and then let's never let anybody challenge us. Yeah, <clears throat> messy. I, I, it is messy, and that's messy. what I I love about following Jesus 
with others. It's like, I could never do this without the people yep. that love the Lord. I, I couldn't follow Jesus if, if you weren't in my life. And, and same I, vice versa. I need it. Yeah. I, I need your challenge and your disagreement and your pushback when I'm wrong and all of that. Yeah. That's that's the thing I love about even just the book of Acts, just stepping up to a, a broader view, is it is messy. And, and it's not this like, here's how we do everything just perfectly and it's nice and clean and everybody knows exactly. It's like, dude, it is all over the place. No, it's Wild West it crazy. Is. It is. But I, I think there's something so beautiful about that because it's it's not hierarchical. It's not high control. It's 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 very it's a movement. Mm-hmm. And it's it's bottom up. It's low control. It's high empowerment. It's like people are just going out and preaching Christ and sharing the gospel and it's just spreading yeah. like wildfire. And I think a lot of times in Western culture, we miss that because we're so stuck in our just religious, this is what we do. And I just... And we organize it to death. We do. We just, you just organize something so much that it, you know, it takes the life out of it and yes. it sucks the life out of it. Instead of just going, the, the reality is, is this is going to be a wild, messy thing as we all figure it out together yes. and we move forward. And that's okay. And that's okay. That's okay. It's normal. God's got grace for that. It's, it's what... It's what the word says, and it's what we're doing yeah. even now. Yeah. So uh, we hope you have a great conversation in your group or a great reflection time if you're just watching this by yourself. And uh, we love you guys. We're grateful that we get to be a part of this messy thing called the church together. God bless you. We'll see you soon.